I've never seen a diamond in the flesh I cut my teeth on wedding rings Dude, that's pretty oh, cool. Man, that is really I'm just sad. Dude, that's pretty good. This is Dick Lane, bringing you weekly interviews with F3 Omaha Packs, exploring their F3 experiences, and finding those sticky elements that create the glue in the gloom. I'm trying to get him to to do the intro here, but he won't do it. And Pony just got promoted. He's the the head of production at Vandalay Industries, I think. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. I don't think Vandalay would hire me if that was an option. <laughs> Sorry, we just watched that Seinfeld episode, so um, it's fresh in my mind. But all right, uh, so so this guy, I wish you could see him because uh, he looks good as always. But today he's wearing a special Hawaiian shirt uh, on a Friday. Um, he's a, a great leader has recently led at the Oracle. So really our kind of staple, uh, site here in F3 Omaha. Um, but what I have enjoyed most, I think just talking with this guy on runs or in the gloom is really, um, just his passion for getting better. I, I noticed that he's working with his shield lock and working with other guys to just, um, you know, really like dive in what, what, uh, what do we need to be doing as men to really be, male community leaders and he pushes other guys to do that too and so uh hey hey man uh you do look good uh for sure and it's just good to see you and uh, maybe where we start off is just who brought you out what was that first workout like and and how did we land on the name hey hey and and maybe clarify for us how do you spell that and where does that name come from yeah i appreciate it fellas uh appreciate the opportunity i i, I do listen to all these i really enjoy it um i think it's awesome you guys do this and so appreciate the invitation to come come talk with y'all but uh my first post was at 1776 in the middle of covid um t-swift greenhouse and i came out together t-swift had seen it on on twitter from a former college uh uh friend i, I have to imagine it was sasquatch so maybe you can give him the credit for ehing us but but there was no one who who really invited us out we just saw saw it um he googled it and I said, uh, hey, that sounds awesome. It sounds like something I need in the middle of COVID. And so we showed up that Saturday at the Oracle. It was at Aldridge at the time. And uh, I knocked out the 1776. Uh, got a lot of weird looks. And, and you're coming out for the first time today. It's a little bit of a different workout. And I said, yeah, whatever. And so got through it. Um, I, I think I'd probably had a few drinks the night before. And so I was, I was feeling pretty good throughout the workout until we got to the bear crawl burpees. And that did me in. And so then, uh, by the end of the workout, I was, I was ready to go. I was heading towards my car and someone grabbed me and said, no, you got to come over here and circle up. And I'm like, no, I'm, I'm good. I'll, I'll be back. Don't worry, but I'm, I'm done for today. And it was, no, no, you got to come. And so I circled up, uh, with, with the group and, and that first name around, I'm pretty sure I got a whole bunch of snot running down my nose. Um, look, look great. Uh, trying not to try my best not to throw up, but, uh, Everyone was asking questions about me, and again, I, I'd, I'd had it for the day. I was done. I didn't want to give them much, and, and T-Swift started sharing stuff for me. Uh, and so he mentioned I like Disney movies, which is true, um, and they asked uh, what my favorite Disney movie was, and, and I, don't, I don't know if it was recency bias. I think it stood the test of time, but, but Moana is one of my favorites. And uh, then they said, what's the, what's the dumb chicken for Moana's name? And I, I kind of nodded and said, yep, it's, it's Hey Hey. And so that's how it came to be, which was 
perfect because when I watched Moana with my kids, we used to argue about, you know, who, who's which character. And, and I always would say, you know, Jack say, hey, or Ryan say, hey. And they'd always say, no, dad say, hey. And I came home that day and said, all right, all right, kids, dad, dad say, hey. So that's, that's awesome, man. And I'm, I'm glad you actually shared the story before this interview. I actually had to do a quick Google search because I didn't, I didn't know what that came <laughs> from. So appreciate the, the backdrop there. You know, to come into 1776, I mean, that's quite a beat down for your first one. Um, you know, curious, where were you at on your physical fitness journey? You know, were you kind of slacking or were you on top of your game and you just wanted another challenge? No, I, I was I was on top of my game at the time. So uh, I think the fall before COVID, I, I was finishing my basement and I'd put my back out twice trying to hang the drywall myself. And so, I, you know, I had a few, few months off there where I, I gained a few pounds and kind of lost a little bit. And then when COVID hit and we worked from home for a few months, um, I really got back into it and I found a good routine. And so for about a, a year there, I'd been in a good routine and I've always had something going uh, physically uh, or, or, you know, fitness wise. And uh, so when he invited me out, my Saturday mornings were usually just a, just a jog through the neighborhood, you know, a few, few miles here or there or whatever. And I'm like, yeah, I can give that part of my routine up. And so I came out and I remember him, I remember T-Swift midway through the, the stations going, uh, is, is this tough for you? Because, uh, and I, and I just said, Oh, Oh yeah. Thinking in my head, no, this is actually kind of a breeze at, at the station part. And he goes, Oh good. Cause this is really killing me. And, and, uh, but by the end it, 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 I was, I was also dead. And, uh, you know, and when I left there, I remember thinking this, this, this is pretty cool. I, I, I was joining honestly for the fellowship in the middle of, of COVID because I needed that. And, uh, and I said, I'll stick with this on Saturday mornings, but I'm not going to let it mess with my fitness routine because I've got a good routine going. And it took me a while to get off the, just the weekends and realize, hey, this is actually a pretty good workout. You know, I, I think I could probably let go of what I've got going at home and come here a little more often. Nice. Well, and then just another piece. I mean, you had two other guys that were coming out for the first time, right? So yep. that's a little bit unique as well. I mean, usually it's one guy that EHs you, whether it's Sasquatch, whoever it is. Um, tell us about that. I mean, how was it having two other guys that were newbies being there to kind of be in the suck with you? Yeah, that, that was, uh, you know, we, we definitely got done and talked about how much, how much it was, how, how terrible it was. And okay, we're coming, but we're coming back next Saturday. And, and we really pulled each other uh, back out through those first few weeks or a month. Again, I didn't, you know, I hear a lot of these stories on this podcast where people were back the next day. And again, that, that wasn't me right away. I, I was a, a Saturday only guy. And then when I found a rabbit hole, I was a Saturday, Sunday only guy because I wasn't going to mess with my, my, my weekday routine there for a while until I realized, hey, that's, that's pretty silly. I'm, this, is, this is a pretty good workout. I think I, can, I think I can let that go. So That's awesome. I do. So a couple things about the name uh, Hey Hey. So if you're an F3 Nation podcast listener, uh, they did recently do an interview with another Hey Hey, but it's it's not this Hey Hey. So I listened to that thinking it was going to be you, but it was some other guy and they were messing around with the name, calling him He He or something. No, it's H-E-I-H-E-I. So Hey Hey. Yeah. You know, I'm curious too, you know, you kind of went into a little bit there about the, you know, Disney movies and just just your kids, but sort of give us the give us a lay of the land sort of, you know, family structure, how many kids you have um, and maybe what, yeah. what was life like before uh, F3 for you? Yeah. So, so I've been married 10 years this year, this last July, we celebrated our 10 year anniversary. Um, we have three kids, uh, an eight year old boy and then boy girl twins that are six. Um, all of them have been out to a beat down and really enjoyed it. Um, but uh you know, got a got a typical life at home. We, we we have a really good relationship with my wife. Uh, really good relationship with my kids. 
Um, but yeah, F3 has definitely helped me um, improve in, in some of those areas too. So I really, really, uh, yeah, grateful for that. Well, you know, we're not too scientific on this podcast here, but I mean, there have been some studies that show like, hey, there's direct correlation between the health and fitness of the parents and then children later in life. And, you know, it's great that you've taken them out from beatdowns. You know, let's let's kind of get outside the realm of a beatdown or the physical fitness aspect of it. What have you seen them take away that's not that piece? You know, is it, hey, my dad is doing this, he's committed to it, and that's helping me there? Or I see my dad has friends, and there's opportunity for me to continue to have that throughout my life? Or, or what do you think they kind of get from it? Yeah, that, that's a good question. Um, and, and, and hopefully a lot. I know when I've brought them out to the beatdowns, uh, I've actually led a couple of the 2.0s at Oracle uh, with T-Swift, with Mufasa, with others. And, um, and you know, I talk about, in, in those COTs, we've talked about the importance of what we're doing and why we're out there, that we're there to become better men, better fathers, better husbands, what that looks like. We're working to make ourselves better, right? And so I've taken, you know, when I've come home, I've had the chance to talk to them about that too. And, and, and you know, why, why working out is important, but why having that group of guys is important for me. Um, you know, and when, when we pray, um, you know, I let them know I, I prayed about them that day at, at the beatdown. Uh, so, so they know if they have something going on or if I have something going on, I let them know, hey, I prayed about this this morning, just so you know. Um, I've also had the opportunity to to stick the Nugent flag in my yard a couple of times and, and use that opportunity to kind of uh, exp- uh, discuss his legacy with them and what that means and discuss what a legacy is. And so that's that's been meaningful um, as well. Man, I love that. That's really cool too, just to hear, you know, how it translates outside of the the morning workouts. So back to kind of this fitness fitness piece. So you start, you're a Saturday guy, Saturday, Sunday guy. Um, walk us through sort of how did you engage with those weekly weekly beatdowns? Did you start with a Murph or or has the Murph been something you've enjoyed or what's what's been your journey there? How did you choose where to go? Yeah, so, so I was a little skeptical when I heard people were doing Murphs every Monday. I, I, I did CrossFit before my wife and I both did. And, and so we were familiar with the Murph and I'm like, there's no way they're doing, you know, <laughs> Murphs. Right. And so I, I, that was one of the first ones I tried outside of the Saturday and Sunday. And I'm like, okay, I, I get it. It was a good workout. Um, and again, that's kind of one of those things that, that led me to realize, Hey, this is, this is going to be as good a workout as I'm getting at home. And so, uh, so the first couple months, it was Saturdays, Saturdays and Sundays. I, again, I started in July and then I'm sure it was cheap seats that pulled me out uh, to, to a couple weekday workouts and then uh, did that for a while. And then when he got me into the pre-runs, I'll say that, that kind of is what made the, the biggest difference. That, that's, uh, you know, both in terms of engaging with fellow packs, second F conversations, that sort of stuff. But also just, you know, if you go run and get, or so if you go to a beat down, you get a three mile run in beforehand you know, there's not you're, between that and 45 minutes of workout, you're, you're going to get a pretty good workout. In. And so, you know, I've, I, I definitely, my, my concerns about falling behind on my workout routine and, and losing any sort of fitness level were, were ill-founded. Um, you know, I last, last summer when the halfway house started up, I thought I'll just go see if I can run a half without any training at all. And I'd run a half right before I joined F3, but I'd done all the training for it. And, um, and it was in the middle of the Murph challenge. I hadn't been pre-running as much. My time wasn't quite as good, but I, you know, I finished it pretty strong and, and felt pretty good about it. And so, and then once in a while I get back on the treadmill, to kind of do some of those workouts I was doing beforehand and see if I still have the, the, the same pace, same time. And, and I have, you know, certainly haven't lost, lost a step. 
That's awesome. It's it's cool just to hear like we have so many options right on sort of both sides of this fitness, you know, pendulum. So to go from CrossFit and then be able to engage on all these different levels is it's just cool to know, right? That's sort of open to all men uh, from a fitness aspect. What you mentioned just a little bit on the like you, you were skeptical. Um, was it just going from like like CrossFit really more weights? base workouts to like body weight stuff or what, where did that skepticism come from? Just because we have had some guys not come back for the workouts, not being hard enough, but at least I've heard maybe that's just Brazilian, but. <laughs> no, uh, I just found I'd fallen into a really good routine. Um, and again, so I, I've always had something going on fitness wise, you know, I played sports in high school in college. It was a lot of intramurals and weights. Um, right after college, I got into boxing for a couple of years. Uh, then I went back to grad school and so got into, um, running in some half marathons, that sort of stuff. And then it was CrossFit. And then when, when we had kids, when we, especially when we had the twins, you know, it was, I, I finally had fallen into a really good routine at home and I was setting some, some marks on the, on the treadmill. And again, I know the treadmill is not the same, but for me, I didn't know any better at the time that were pretty high marks for me, pretty good, pretty good numbers. And it was like, okay, I'm, I'm kind of, I've hit, I've hit a peak here that I've really, really enjoying. And I just didn't want to, I didn't want to mess with that. And, 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 um, Again, it wasn't. It didn't take me too long. You know, uh, two two months is only only four Saturdays, right? So, uh, or sorry, eight Saturdays. So it was only a couple. Uh, you know, not too far in where I'm like, okay, this is this is serious, and I I can do this. So you're talking about the first step here, and and it it sounds like you have a real passion for fitness, which is great, and it continues. I'm curious, at what point did the other stuff start kicking in? When did it become more than just the fitness piece, and the second F kicks in, and all those things? Yeah. So I'd gone to a few coffees, uh, early on and, and those were very important, but without a doubt, like so many have said on here before the, the pre-runs is what really turned the corner for it. Um, you start having conversations with, with first guys I, I, I knew, um, and then, and then guys I, I didn't know. And, and just the ability to have those deep, meaningful conversations with someone. And I'll say guys, I knew, I didn't know their first names, right. I, I'd worked out with them a few times here and there. Um, and so, the ability to have those kind of conversations um, with individuals just it's 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 refreshing um, because you know society doesn't really, in my mind, value that or or, or see that as a strength of, of sharing your sharing your your vulnerabilities with other you know, can be seen as a weakness, right? Um, now we need to be strong. We need to present a strong front, and and the willingness for others to, to express vulnerabilities, ask questions, not pretend to have all the answers. Like that's men need that, and I, I needed that. So that that made the biggest difference. Yeah, I, I remember several just great conversations with you just kind of talking through, you know, how do we be better husbands and what are some of the books we're reading or, you know, other podcasts we're listening to. And you, you've definitely helped me in that area. I, I am curious because I've also seen you, you're you're one of the, you know, kind of like me, you've, you've purchased the QSource book uh, and you're and I've mm -hmm. seen you engage in those conversations. What what type of impact do you think that that has had on the sort of second half piece? Yeah, absolutely. I've, I've loved the Q source. Um, you know, last summer I participated a lot at, at, uh, at paradise and then, and then, uh, whetstones on my regular routine. And so I'll really get into it there. And, and again, to have those kind of conversations, um, with, with people on from all walks of life and, and all different uh, faith backgrounds and, and different places on their faith journey has been extremely valuable. Um, 
you know, I, I could I could name a, number, a dozen names of people who have said things in those that have impacted me. You know, some things I'll say that are, have been pretty profound, some things that have been very simple, but just resonated very well. If you I, I'd certainly encourage if you're if you haven't had a chance to plug into the Q source, um, do so and, and, and don't think you have to read the entire book and then go. You absolutely don't. Um, don't think you have to hit every week to make it meaningful. You certainly don't. But it's a place to plug in and kind of and kind of take a little more away from from what F3 has to offer. Well, and to your point, I mean, okay. I, I led a Q source and I'd never even been to a Q source before. Someone gave me the reading the night before and then it's just, hey, it's pretty Socratic. You're going to open it up for questions and just see where the dialogue goes. So it is, you know, it's a great place to be to hear different perspectives, but it's it's not as intimidating as it may seem, right? I mean, you can participate at whatever level your participation is, whether that's observation or whether that's you got a you've got a point of view that you want to share with somebody. So um, definitely agree there. You know, curious. You know, we, we're, we're talking about uh, Q source. Um, there's also references to to shield lock, right, and free delete as well as just a, a general concept that that is, you know, pushed in in F3. Um, curious, your your thoughts on that, your your successes or, or your, I guess, your opinion on the shield lock and, and your experiences there. Yeah. So so I've got a, a shield lock that we, we, I say joke that we've been a shield lock before we knew what shield locks were. We went to preschool together, played t-ball together, um, you know, really grew up together. Uh, you know, two of my best friends in, in, in T-Swift and Greenhouse. And, and so, um, you know, we were having a lot of these conversations uh, before we joined F3. But I will say um, it still had an impact. Uh, you know, in a lot of those conversations, I kind of had fallen into the societal pressure of, of you know, again, knowing all the answers, uh, presenting a strong front, not, not, uh, you know, not expressing vulnerabilities. Um, and, and this has helped me open up even with that group. Um, and we went on, we went on uh, a trip last year and to Zion National Park and and I hiked that together for a couple of days and I took the eight block down and went through the eight block with them and kind of laid out some of my goals for the year. And I, I try to fault with them uh, every other month or so on just how I'm doing and, and what I still need to work on. And, uh, you know, I've failed some months and others that I've, I've done well. Uh, but that, that's a good experience too. That's, that's something I'd encourage you if you've got a shield lock to dive into. Uh, and again, you, you, you hit up the nail on the head with the Q source. I, I think sometimes especially for, for newer packs or, 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 you know, individuals who haven't fully engaged, it can be a little intimidating, right? What is this Q source? And, and I mean, just go experience it. What is this eight block? What's a shield lock? Um, you know, it, it doesn't, you can dip your toe and, and, and try to figure it out. Uh, and, and usually, and that's kind of how, how my experience has been. And it, it turns out, you know, pretty well. I don't, it's not something to be intimidated by. Well, it, it, and I want to circle back just a little bit. I mean, having, two of your best friends in, in the group here, or two or three that, that are now part of your shield, shield lock. I'm curious on how, if at all, the dynamic has changed there. Have you guys gotten more intentional with each other? Have, I'm just curious about that piece. Yeah, um, so we've always been pretty open to challenging each other. Um, and so I, I don't, you know, that, that's always been there. But, you know, for me personally, at least, I've, I've become more uh, comfortable being vulnerable with, with, with the others, um, you know, asking questions before where, uh, you know, they, especially, you know, T-Swiss always been pretty, pretty good at that. Um, and seeking advice, seeking out help. And again, I'm kind of someone who likes, who's, who's likes to present a strong front. Um, don't like to pretend, don't like to act like I don't know what's going on. 
or I don't, I'm, I'm uncomfortable with something. And, and, you know, F3 and, and going through this whole process has, has, has allowed me to, to open up on that front a little bit. Yeah, I, I love that. And I, I remember one conversation you and I were having about a, a book study you guys were doing that I thought was really cool on the, the meaning of marriage, right? So you've got QSource and the Concentrica and then guys in a shield lock really diving into what what is it like to be a good husband or what is, what is this whole marriage thing? Tell us about, about that uh, book study and how that went. Yeah. So, so we share a lot of resources, whether it's podcasts um, or, or books or whatever it might be. And, and we're, we're working on kicking off a, uh, a I call it a Bible study, but technically it's not, the, we're not starting with the Bible. It's starting with a, with a, um, a packet and a, and a resource on, on, on marriage with our M's. Uh, we've had some false starts there, uh, working on, on getting that going full, full steam and trying to get the M's involved. But, uh, you know, that, that was something when summer came and with the kids schedules, we would put on pause, but, you know, sharing those resources and then having the conversations about what, what, what that means, uh, you know, is, is again, to me, what a shield lock is about. And, and, uh, certainly hope, uh, if, if, uh, they listen to this, that we, we take another start at the, uh, at the uh, marital side of it with pulling the M's in as well. Yeah. I, the cool thing to me. So when, when I first joined F3, one of the first book studies I did with, you know, tonight show put together this book study and it was like wait time and Selick and, you know, a couple other guys that was on that, on that book, which was, you know, at the time for me restoring my marriage was my main priority. So I, mm -hmm. I would, you know, I would love it if we could, I mean, that would be a book study across the, the region would be great to do, but um, yeah, excited to hear how, how that goes with you guys. I, I am curious, you know, you think about it's hard, right? You've got these really tight knit relationships, but um, within the group, right. We're also trying to welcome in new guys and you know, what, what have you found helpful um, to kind of encourage a new guy to be vulnerable? Like you've learned is, is that such a helpful thing? Yeah. Good question. And I think that's one of the things that has made F3, uh, so meaningful to so many is how open we are to new guys and how welcoming how welcoming we are. You know, I, I kind of when I came in expected some some clicks and and uh, but you know that first day people come talk to you like you'd been there for for months, right? And so one, yes, you know, making sure that the F and G's, um, you know, quote unquote, cared for that that first day, that first beat down, following up with them, you know, via text. I know I know there's a lot of people doing good jobs making sure we have those numbers available. Uh, to some leadership people and, and that we can reach out to them. But then the best way to, to me, in my mind, to encourage them to, to also be vulnerable is just to do so yourself. I mean, to, 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 to demonstrate, um, to demonstrate it. And, and, and that really, that's what encouraged me, right? I, I'm one of the first, uh, one of the first COTs I remember was uh, Folsom at, at the Oracle or back at Boys Town. And it was right after, uh, right after Nugent's death. And, and you know, I, I heard about it in the news. I didn't even realize he was in F3. Um, and, you know, he talked about that and with a lot of passion, with a lot of uh, anger and a lot of pain. And, and again, it was one of those like, oh man, that, that's, that was, uh, that was deep. That was meaningful. And, and uh, you know, kind of, kind of said, that's, that's what these are like, I guess, you know, and, and so it gave me permission to talk about, you know, uh, more too. I love it, man. I, Folsom, I think, is his COTs um, 
or just he brings it home if you i think he was episode you know seven on the gloom but man he's you know talk about a a, a big strong guy with a big heart you know i, I mm-hmm. love, love hearing from him um I, you know i think the other piece i guess i would, would just ask you as we as you think about you know just all of this right your story and and sort of maybe the the sky cue and the third F piece, how that all, all kind of pulls it together. What's, what's been your journey from a third F perspective? Yeah. Um, so I, I was born and raised Christian in, in, in a church, uh, you know, went throughout my, uh, my childhood, my, my young adulthood, my teenage years, whatever, um, you know, went less frequently, but still, or sorry, less, less religiously, but still relatively frequently in college and, and after college. Um, I've always had uh, strong faith. Um, and so that's that my, my faith, my beliefs don't waver. I'll say I, I do like anyone on a journey like this, you know, there are, there are some highs and lows. Right. And so I, I heard a, a, uh, sermon the other day that talked about, you know, Christianity isn't intended to be, um, repeating the same, the same errors over and over and just like, Oh, Oh, well, I'm forgiven. Right. Asking forgiveness. And, that, and certainly that's something I've struggled with, right? Is, is just kind of, you know, running into the same wall um, more than once and, and then, you know, failing to learn from it. And so that's a, that's a daily challenge. Uh, you know, I, I do have peaks and valleys and, and I'm still learning, you know, here 10 years into marriage, eight years as a, as a, as a dad, still learning what it means to, to be a leader, to, to lead my family in faith. Um, and that's an ongoing journey that, that I'm, I'm figuring out. What's, what's that wall for you? Do you mind sharing? You feel comfortable sharing what, what is that wall that you feel like you run into? Yeah. I mean, I balance between quite a few of them to to be honest (laughs) with you, but, but, um, you know, a a big one is, is just, uh, self-centeredness, you know, my, my, my word for the years, others, um, you know, and so often when I get, when I hear anything, whether it's a, a plan for the night, a plan for the weekend, you know, my immediate reaction is, is, well, how does that affect me? And what, what, what do I want to, you know, and, and what I want to do. Right. Um, but yeah, that, that's, that's something, you know, again, went through the eight block and my, my word for the years is others and trying to live third. And I love that, that mantra from, from F3 and, and, and trying to feel what that means. Right. And, and, and live that. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't think that's just a singular issue to you. Right. Um, and that's kind of the, the beauty of F3 is, you know, I, I deal with it. I know plague deals with it. We talk about it often. Um, self-centeredness is something I think man is inherently selfish. Um, and so whether you got a kid or, or, or a wife or whatever that is, I mean, there's a constant struggle and give and take of, am I prioritizing their needs? Am I making sure I'm like staying true to my, true to my concentrica? And that's a tough battle. I mean, but I think what is encouraging is that you're not the only guy that's dealing with it here, right? Mm -hmm. There's, thousand guys in Omaha and have three here that are dealing with the same thing. So, you know, and, and I guess my follow-up to that would be, what do you, what does F3 provide or what do you take away from F3 that kind of helps, you know, helps you with, with those struggles or, or helps kind of further your journey? Yeah. Um, I mean, it, it won a sounding board, right? The opportunity to talk to others and, and to, you know, when you have an issue or a problem you're dealing with, uh, you know, it, it gains a lot of strength when you hold it into yourself, right? You know, if I can't remember right who it was, maybe Tim Ferriss who talked about, you know, when you, when you, when you hold your demons in, they go, they go into the, the cellar and, and lift weights, right? And so just letting those go, you know, uh, giving them less power by speaking them, um, 
out loud is, is helpful. Um, but also just to, to know you're not alone, right. To know that that's, that it's like, there's nothing about me that's messed up with that, that, that I'm, I'm not, you know, yes, we're, we're all broken individuals and there's others with this plight going through this same challenge. Um, you know, and again, I remember one of my other first workouts, uh, uh, oh, who Sparty was talking about um, how, how he gave up alcohol. And it's like, you know, that'd be another one that, that you talk about what walls I run into. I'm 38 and there's times I still, still go out like I'm 28. Right. And it's like, okay, I gotta, you gotta, you can't, can't be doing that uh, as much anymore. And, um, and so seeing people go through that and make that adjustment, no, that's just a natural adjustment of life, of life. When you start having, you know, when you, when you, when you move into older age and you start having kids that, that look up to you and that are watching your every move, you know, you gotta let some of those, those old habits go. And, and so seeing that, seeing that path, uh, and, and seeing that demonstrated by others is, is helpful. Well, and I don't think, you know, the thing with kids is they don't care how, how hung over you are the next day, right? That's a good, <laughs> that's a good deterrent for me, for sure. Yep, yep. Well, Plague, you got anything on, on the third F still? Yeah, I just, I just think it's so cool. You know, we're relational beings, right? So, so like God clearly works through these relationships. And I did, I, I, there's been so many mornings where I'm in this self-centered mindset and then, you know, you get, you get next to another guy and you ask him how his week's going and you hear something that just slaps you in the face with why right. you should be grateful, you know, and, and like you hear prayer requests come up or like, it's just all these different ways of just being in community with other men um, that I, I feel like, you know, we're, we're being sharpened. Uh, it's just cool to hear. So well, and I, sharing that, you know, and just to add on to that, it's, it's, it's that, but also I, I'm really appreciative of the moments where I'm next to the guy and I'm bitching about my problems and they're like, that's, that's nothing. Or, Hey, your wife is feeling this way for this reason. Have you given it any of this thought? And I'm like, eh, probably not. I've been thinking about myself too much to, to really think about how she's feeling. So appreciative of those as well. All right. Something you said there on the circle of trust and hearing the prayers. Absolutely. It's like, you know, it, 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 there's two things there. One, it reminds me sometimes my problems are a lot smaller than I think they are. But two, it also reminds me that there's not, you know, there's not a problem too small to bring up and, and pray about and to talk to people about. You know, I, I might get reset with my, uh, you know, uh, expectations or, or where I'm at. You know, my perspective, I guess, might get reset. But it also, it's like, it, it is something I'm dealing with and going through, no matter how little it is, right? And so, and, and Tony, you talked about um, people challenging it back. And, and, I, and I love that, you know, sometimes we just want to be, we just want to vent, right? We just want a sounding board to vent off of. But sometimes when, when you get you know, a little pushback versus just the uh-huh, 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 you know, that, that helps the, the other person too. And so don't, you know, when you're running with someone, don't be afraid to, to, yeah, be a listener, listen to what they're saying, but also kind of challenge a little bit as well. I love that. I, I think it's really cool. Um, yeah, just we, we get uh, to be next to all these all these guys with different perspectives and different journeys themselves. So I appreciate you sharing that and just just your willingness to be vulnerable right there. Right. And share, you know, you know, two of the walls, right, that you're bouncing between. Um, so I love that. I, I do want to get your thoughts on on leadership because I, I feel like you're you're in a position of leadership at, at work, right? I feel like we've talked about that at QSource and our, our goal, right? We're trying to reinvigorate male community leadership, but you know, talk us through maybe your VQ, being a site queue, um, other things that F3 has maybe done to help advance your leadership. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, so, so I've had a leadership position at work for a while. I'm, you know, it's, it's something I've, I've gotten comfortable with it's something, and it's something I'm passionate about, you know, um, 
I've worked in engineering construction in the natural gas industry. I have zero passion for natural gas, zero passion for energy, but I do have a passion to, you know, have an impact on others. And, and a lot you know, leadership allows you to do that. And uh, one, F3 provides more opportunity for that, right, to, to lead, but also to be led and see what that looks like. So my, my VQ was at the Oracle. Uh, it was on or around um, Halloween, I believe. Um, and we went to Heartbreak Hill and, uh, and we ran it pretty much the whole time with some, with some calisthenics in between. And I don't remember who it was, but someone fell off and just laid down for a while. And I remember, uh, you know, I, I had the, the, the QU4 or the Q high going. And I'd gone out with my wife beforehand and ran through the workout with her just to, you know, make sure make sure it was doable, make sure to try it out. I think my first four or five Qs I, I did on my own or with my wife or with somebody just to make sure it made sense. That's how I prepared. Um, and I remember, I think Chief said, well, you know, it's a good Q when, when, when someone has to fall out and, and, and can't finish it. And so... Uh, that was a good experience. I felt you know, completely supported by the leaders that were there and had been there before. Um, that was, it was had the opportunity. Go ahead. That was Pony, wasn't it? The guy keeled over. No, no, I'm confident it wasn't Pony. But, uh, you know, and then, and then when Cheap Seats approached me about being a, a site queue, it, it hadn't even crossed my mind. Um, it was, it was uh, a couple of springs ago, I guess. And, and it was, it was like that. It seriously wasn't on my radar. I wasn't even sure how it worked. I had, you know, I'd been to some five passes, so I kind of was kind of aware, but, uh, you know, I, I was, I, th I think me, him and Vandalay were the only one doing, doing consistent trifectas, uh, and, and, and double posting. And so may maybe by default, he said, this guy might, might work out. Um, and so I sat down with him and he kind of talked through what it meant. And I was like, yeah, no, no problem. Uh, but you know, I set up my flag pass, um, you know, because first thing I did when I took the flags was start looking like, who, who am I going to pass these things to, right? <laughs> who am I going to hand them off to? And and when you're looking for, for leaders in, in F3 around a group of guys like we have, um, it really shines. I mean, you, you see it everywhere. And, and so we're, we're so blessed. Uh, you know, I, I hear a lot of a lot of site cues. Oh, man, who am I going to hand this to? Uh, you know, kind of worried about it. It's like, I, don't, don't worry about it. Something's going to present itself there because uh, – we, we've got a lot of leaders and a lot of people, you know, really, really accelerating. What, tell yeah. us about the Saturday site. Um, just because we, you know, at least for, from my view, the Saturday site cues end up with a little more responsibility than, than the other sites, just because you're on a Saturday, right? So it's, so often it's like, Hey, what are we doing for a 2.0 workout? What are we doing for this mm -hmm. holiday or, you know, and then, and then to have a site with a six and a 7am, I mean, talk us through some of those things. Yeah. The, uh, yeah. I mean, so, so every site has its, has its burdens, right? It's, it's, it's uh, stuff you have to deal with. And, and the Saturday, um, yeah, there was times where, you know, my, my, my wife would be like, Hey, let's go to my my parents for the weekend, I'm like, yeah, let's leave Saturday at 10, you know, and, and it's kind of like, Hey, what, what? And so pretty early on, I, I uh, decided I wanted to pass the flags to two people having the, the two workouts, which I thought would, uh, would help with that. Right. If, if someone else could stay there. And, and also, you know, I, I felt a, a little bit of pressure to make sure I was there for, for the, the pre-run and, and both beat downs every week. And so, um, you know, I thought that might alleviate some of the pressure as well, but I know when I was talking to people about their interest in, uh, and being a site queue at Oracle or elsewhere, um, you know, one thing that, that came up often is, is, well, what about Saturdays? And I said, you know, how, how does that work for you? And I said, you need to have a conversation with your M and make sure she understands, you know, what you're getting into, what you're committing to. But again, at the end of the day, all that pressure I was putting on myself was, was me putting on myself. I had, I had people around me 
you know, Cheap Seats, Vandalay, others that were more than willing to carry the flags for me, you know, it, when I was gone, because I'd certainly missed a few, a few Saturdays as well, so. Yeah, curious, um, maybe we start with lows, and I, I don't want to qualify this lows as, as a side cue, but maybe some hurdles you ran into or obstacles that, that you had to kind of work through, and then maybe kind of wrap up with the highs of being the, the side cue there. Um, yeah, I don't, uh, gosh, I don't know that I had, the lows might have been, you know, there was some frustration with, with, with my wife at times as far as, uh, you know, okay, another Saturday, you're going to be gone three hours, which I was like, well, one waking hour, right? Let's, let's, let's be real here. Um, and so there was a, a little frustration there. And in the day we had to just sit down and kind of talk through it. And, and she was very supportive, you know, when, when it was time to pl pass the flag, I you know told her what was coming and, and she was, I'm sure excited some, but also, you know, Hey, you want to talk about it? How you feeling? Um, you know, she was there for me. Um, the, the highs are, are so many. I mean, it's just the, the, the FNGs, the, the VQs we saw, um, you know, I've always tried to take it, make a, a point if I had an FNG at the, uh, at the Oracle to follow up and get them to, to also VQ at the Oracle you know, laser jet stands out. You know, he actually absolutely killed us on his VQ, um, way back, way back when, uh, there, there was Merlot splashed, uh, and, and then after that, he got done. I remember Zebra Cakes, who actually brought uh, LaserJet out, reached out and said, hey, I've actually never queued. Uh, and I said, well, let's get you on the schedule. You know, and, and so, you know, giving the people the chance to lead and then seeing them lead, you know, Speed Bump being another one, he came out um, one day. And I kind of worked him early on to, to, to try to get him on, on the VQ. And, uh, and yeah, you guys see him out there. He's absolutely killing it. So. Yeah, speed speed bumps a valley guy. I was just talking to him about hey, we need a site out in Valley. So that's on the that's on mm -hmm. the west west sector roadmap, you know, Valley Fremont. Here we come. Yep. Uh I, I'm curious your your thoughts on this. Cause I, I guess um from my just my personal, you know, posting abilities, Saturday has become a day that's harder for me to post as my kids get older. What trends mm -hmm. are you seeing out there with the packs? Do you feel like numbers have been pretty stable? Like, who are we seeing a lot of FNGs? What What do you feel like just from your experience at the Oracle there? Yes, um, my experience at the Oracle Saturdays were were very strong uh, numbers wise, and FNGs, um, you know, especially lately have have been great. And you know, hope hope with the the two new IQs don't don't let it go. You know, <laughs> don't let it go to. I'm joking, but but it's uh. You know, I remember when the year before I took over, we always had strong 6 a.m. and we had a smaller group of 7 a.m.ers, and and that uh, it was still the the, the theory or the, or the how how things were when I, when I was there at six and seven. Although I think the seven group got consistently bigger. You know, there were days when it was three or four. Um, you know, it was consistently eight to twelve with the with the 7 a.m. consistently being you know in the low end 15 and and consistently 20 to 25, and so. It's, it's they're, they're good numbers. It's it's a great to me. The Saturday is a good place to get FNGs because you're not left to wake up at you know four thirty or five o'clock on a weekday. Yeah, I think something about that six a.m. is kind of the sweet spot. Um, you know, you get an extra thirty minutes of rest, whatever it is. Um, and then to your point, same with my wife. I mean, it's only one one hour of wake if you count the coffee or the cafeteria afterwards. So it, it it's a good spot for guys. There's not a lot of commitments that. And I think it creates more of an opportunity for guys to stick around for cafeteria, right? They don't have the excuse of, hey, I've, I've got to jump and go shower and get ready for work. They, I mean, most guys have an hour to burn afterwards. So I, I agree with you.
Yeah, and the numbers the numbers don't lie, right? I mean, I, I'll tell you, you know, from the from the the, the survey says, right? Oracle let is, the data nerd tell yeah, you. The, 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 I mean, the, the survey says Oracle has had the highest number of FNGs, you know, of any site in this past year, right? So I, I mean, I think the fact that we're, you know, because there's always been this kind of question of like, do we still need to, you know, do you? And I think yes. I mean, we're seeing guys are showing up to both the six and the seven, and it's it's mm -hmm. that option for your buddy that says 5 30 is too early and even 6 a.m on a saturday maybe too early right well hey we got a seven so I, I i do think it's it's great just to have those options um would love to hear too just you know as you think about uh you mentioned you know you handed it off to two guys so they can share the responsibility but tell us about the the two guys that you selected and and maybe uh, talk us through what you saw in them that would make them good leaders yeah yeah, and again, I, I said this at the flag pass, so I'm not going to uh, hurt, hurt their feelings at all. But they, they weren't my first choices, right? You know, I, I thought pretty early on, I'd be passing on a uh, passing on to, to T Swift and Greenhouse, um, you know. And, and we talked about it when we went out into the eight block, and they, you know, I think I had them all in. And then, you know, when they had the chance to open a site, I was like, wait a minute, fellas, we we had an agreement here. But you know, at the end of the day, it's like that. That's a much better use of of, of you know their abilities for for F, an awesome opportunity for F3 Omaha, right? And, and again, that's when I was at first I was like, oh, crap, uh, you know, I, I'm going to need to find, you know, two new, not just one guy, but two new guys. And that's when I kind of opened my eyes up and looked around even more. And it's like, I don't know what I'm worried about. There, there, there's so many guys accelerating. And so Home Alone, I've known for a while. Um, so he's T-Swift's brother-in-law and we've been on some trips together. I was familiar with him. I was really excited when he came out and then to watch him just dive in and embrace it um, was, was, was awesome. You know, and, and again, not all, all three Fs really. Uh, and, and then same with Chowder. I, I didn't know Chowder beforehand. Uh, and, and candidly, he wasn't uh, a, a, a regular at the Oracle. And, but I, you know, I, I'd seen him accelerating. I, I, I've seen so much um, out of him in the, in the second half uh, at different events. But also, you know, he, he was someone I'd see after, after winning a COT and someone praised for something that, you know, I was like, oh, man, that was a, you know, that, that's, a, that's a deep one. I, I'd see him after, after the COT off to the side, praying with an individual one-on-one. And, and, you know, that, that, that stuck out to me uh, about Chata. And so, you know, very happy to find two very deserving guys that I, I know are going to do a great job of, uh, of carrying the, carrying on the legacy there. Yeah. I, it's so funny, right? Cause I, when I heard it was those two guys, I'm like, well, shoot, there goes our, you know, any of the guys that we're going to post in the Northwest on a potential Saturday, cause they've got a shield <laughs> lock. That's like 12 guys. I think at that point, but, no, I'm kidding. It's so cool. Cause there's like, it's just, you know, we identify the right leaders for each site and we, you know, everything else sort of pivots and um, you know, so I'm excited. And I, I think it's cool that you capture that about Chowda. I don't know how many other guys recognize that, but but I would encourage you to watch, right? That's something that is on my list of want to be more more in tune to what those prayers are and how do we support those those people, especially, you know, you bring up this heavy prayer request in a big group that we pray and then everybody goes to coffee and it's sort of like, well, wait a minute, let's, you know, let's, yeah. you know, kind of zero in on that. Um, also curious, you know, as you think about uh, just just your, your time as a site queue or even just in F3, what sort of advice or... Uh, things would you maybe encourage guys to be doing doing more of just maybe it's new guys or as we're leading workouts what would you share from your learnings yeah um yeah, really just dive in i mean to, to wherever you're comfortable um you know f3 is one of those things like a lot of things in life it, it'll meet you where it's at where you're at and so 
you know, if, if you're ready to, to meet it at arm's length and kind of just feel your way out a little bit, it, it's, it's good for that. If you're ready to dive, you know, head first in the deep end and, and just go in, it, it, it'll meet you there. And, uh, but I encourage you to continue to challenge yourself um, in all three Fs and, and, and let F3 be a resource for you uh, again in all three, because obviously, you know, we're meeting there to work out. There's, there's always challenges for the next step available in the first step to challenge yourself. You know, if, if you're feeling pretty, pretty good about your fitness um, at the beatdowns, join the pre-runs. If you kind of got both of those, come, come try a trifecta. There's iron packs, there's eight packs. There's a number of ways to challenge yourself there on the first step. You know, second half, okay, I'm, I'm hang, hanging around afterwards, the beatdown, talking to a few guys. Maybe I'm ready to try some coffee, right? There's plenty of second half events and, 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 and kind of making friends and, and plugging in that way. Third F, uh, find those people who, who are on the, on the same journey as you, different, maybe, again, obviously different places on the journey, and, and plug yourself into to, to the Q source or, or whatever that might be and, and lean on some of those relationships as far as, hey, that, that person's kind of, um, you know, we're, we're on similar, similar journeys or I want to be on a similar journey as him um, and I want to be where he's at and I'm not and, and reach out and, and kind of, hey, how, are you, how are you getting there? What, what are you doing? So, you know what? I- I really appreciate this uh, dismissal of complacency, right? This, this thought of, hey, continue to test yourself and, and you're not a per- perfect, right? Continue to strive for the best that you can be and, and continue to challenge yourselves where, yeah, you're great at the first step right now. Okay, it's time to dive into the other areas because it's, it's, not, it's not F1, right? Right, yep. Yeah. Well, you know, anything else that, that we haven't covered that, that you feel like you'd like to share? Um. Yeah, I mean, I mean, again, I've, I've, I think I've listened to every episode now. I didn't certainly didn't start when you guys started, but but made my way up. I listened to quite a few of them on that first halfway house, actually. But uh, but you know, one thing that you consistently hear, you know, you hear people who have had impacts on others, right? And uh, you know, I I told uh, cheap seats, cheap seats in Vandalay. I think they're one of the most frequently called out uh, names on on this, and it just really speaks volumes to the kind of impact that you can have on other grown men, um, you know, if, if you're willing to, if you're willing to just, just be there, um, show up, uh, talk to people, and embrace people, engage people, um, you never know what kind of impact it can have. And so uh, I'm a pretty social guy. Uh, I like, I, I could probably sit down and have a conversation with the wall if I needed to. Um, but, uh, and so it kind of, kind of comes naturally to me to have those conversations, but I'll, I'll say go in that, that next layer, go, go in a little deeper, um, you know, is not something that's uh, innately natural to me. So challenging myself there because, you know, said before, iron sharpens iron. Facade doesn't sharpen facade, right? So if we go, if we come to F3 and approach it like we do everything else in life, where it's very common and, and to, to wear masks, to, to, to uh, you know, to, to put on a, on a facade, uh, you know, we're not going to get much out of it. But but if you can get below, below those layers of, of varnish and dig in deep, you know, it's, it can have a pretty big impact. Yeah, man, I, I love it. And I, I just would encourage guys, you know, I think, um, you know, reflect what's that next layer that you need to dive into, right, to just just engage a little bit more. Um, and hey, hey, man, just appreciate your story, you know, and just your your willingness to acknowledge, right? I, I think the vulnerability piece is something a lot of guys struggle with. Same with the self-centeredness. That's a daily, hourly, yeah, sometimes every five minutes thing for me. So I, I love um, just acknowledging that. So appreciate you, brother. This has been great. Yeah. Thanks for the time, man. We'll do a little yeah, uh, Namorama here. Close us out. Let's do it. Yeah. All right. I'll start us off here. Brandon Fleary, 37, The Plague. The Plague. Ah. Ah.
Gentlemen, we're 31 Pony Express. Hey. Pony Express. Hey. And I'm Bo Bomber, 38. Hey, hey. Hey, hey. hey, hey. Back. <laughs> right? It's the hey, hey, the chicken, right? Yep, yep, the chicken noise. Yeah. Right? The tough, the hardest neighboramas are when if you're next to Home Alone, right? So if it's you, Home Alone, and then me, and then it's kind of like the, they all sound the same at that. Yeah, point. yeah. You know, it's good. Hey, appreciate it, brother. Right, well, Have thanks, a good rest guys. of your day. Appreciate y'all. All right, thanks, fellas. See ya.